2: I'm Stefan James, this is Tatiana James, and we wanna wish you guys a happy Valentine's Day. Every year for the last number of years here on YouTube, we've had a ritual on Valentine's Day to do a video and share with you guys some of the best principles and strategies for creating an amazing relationship. And so if you have a relationship right now, then a lot of what we can share with you that's helped us, we believe can help you to help you grow in your love, grow in your passion, grow in your intimacy. Or if you're single and you're looking for that man or woman of your dreams, then this can help you lay that foundation and help you attract the man or woman that you really want. So we're gonna dive in to seven different principles, but we're doing the collaboration because I've got my channel here, Project Life Mastery. There's Tatiana James on YouTube as well. So we're gonna do half and half. So we're gonna share the first half of the principles and strategies here, and then the rest are gonna be on the Tatiana James YouTube channel, and we'll leave a link below for you there. So do you wanna dive in and share the first one?
3: Well, and you guys are definitely going to want to watch this whole part, this whole video because it was really hard to pick which principles we're (laughs) going to share with you because we have so many good ones that we want to share, but we carefully picked these. So the first one is to know your attachment style and that of your partner, and this is really important because your attachment style is going to help you understand and explain your behavior in a relationship, in an intimate relationship. And uh, there are three common attachment styles. Number one is secure. So a person in a secure atta- with a secure attachment style usually has an advantage in relationships because they're quite secure, they're, uh, they feel comfortable to go to their partner in times of need and uh, they reciprocate that. When their partner needs them, they're available for them they're uh, also very independent and they feel comfortable being independent and being alone they feel secure but they also work really well with a partner and they're able to form really strong partnerships Um, there's not really so much of games and hesitations and anxiety in relationships because they feel secure Um, they they are able to meet their needs and also the needs of their partner now the second one is called anxious so anxious is is quite different than the secure attachment style and as the name denotes it's someone someone with an anxious attachment style is usually more obsessive, someone who will overanalyze things, uh, will kind of look into things a little bit too much and maybe interpret things in the way that that's really not what the reality of the situation is, uh, has maybe more insecurity, more low self-esteem, um, and can have a lot of anxiety from relationships and um, have a lot of stress from relationships, just constantly thinking about their partner and coming up with scenarios in their head. And if they're in a relationship, that can cause some friction. Now the last one is called the Avoidant (laughs) Avoidant attachment style. Thank you, honey. The avoidant attachment style. And avoidant is very different than anxious. It's almost the opposite of anxious. Avoidant is someone who has a bit harder, a bit of a harder time being in relationships, likes their independence, likes their freedom. That's a hot word for the avoidant attachment style. Um, Being in a relationship can feel like they've lost their sense of self, their sense of freedom, and they don't feel comfortable with that. So they're the type of person who it may be hard to go deep in a relationship to really build a lot of intimacy and love Um, they might have a lot of partners but never really settle down and so they have a bit of a challenge to really get to experience um, deep intimacy because they kind of love at a distance and um, so those are the three attachment styles and Those styles are usually developed during childhood. So before a child turns age seven, they've usually developed that attachment style and it's based on how they interact with their parents, their parents interact with them. So if someone had very available parents, parents who are home, who are nurturing, physically there for them when at, at times of need, but also emotionally. So parents who have uh, emotional maturity, um, those kids are going to have maybe more of a secure attachment style versus if you grew up in a home where your parents were maybe off working or your parents were just emotionally not mature and not available, not able to nurture you when you needed it most, uh, you're going to have a different attachment style based on that experience. But your attachment style can change and so it can change as you grow older, if you've had any um, really uh, significant relationships in your life that can shift your attachment style. So it's not like it's stagnant, whatever you are now is fixed forever. So it's important to understand this because if you are, for example, having an anxious attachment style, the studies show that you're more likely to get into a relationship with someone with an avoidant attachment style. And you can already tell that that's going to be a problem. That's going to be a challenge because if someone's anxious and they're with someone who's a bit more avoidant, then the avoidant person's going to draw draw back a bit more. They're going to feel like this person's a bit overbearing and this person's going to become more anxious and it causes friction and challenges for both parties. And so it's important to understand your style, that of your partner, and if you don't have a you're not in a relationship right now, it's really helpful to help identify when you're going on dates to get to know your partner and try and identify what their attachment style is. But it's important to not put someone in a box. Right. Like you're not using this to use it against someone. This isn't a, a weapon. This is to help you better understand yourself and others so that you can better relate with everyone.
2: Yeah. And I think the ultimate goal is for us to be secure. Um, if you're more avoidant, then there are certain things you're trying to avoid, you know, intimacy and the word intimacy, the way I look at it is into me, you see. And so people that are more avoidant, they have a hard time allowing people to see into them, to see who they really are. And so oftentimes we can wear a mask and put out a certain persona of being tough or being you know, a certain way and not allow our true authentic self to come through. And so learning how to be more vulnerable, learning how to open up, learning how to be close and to be connected with your partner. And there's many different things you can do to build more intimacy, such as eye gazing and deep eye contact. And it might be uncomfortable at first, but that the deeper that you go and learning how to be present and to be open, purely open, which can be scary for someone that's more avoidant because it means you might get hurt, Right, because oftentimes people that are more avoidant, they didn't get that love that they wanted and that they desired throughout childhood. And so, you know, they're they're more avoidant of it. They don't want they were experts pain or hurt in the past that they want to protect themselves and they put up a wall. And so you can work on yourself to become more secure. And the same thing if you're more anxious, to find ways to fulfill your own needs and to be a little bit more independent and less reactive and not as triggered as much by you know what your partner might say or do. So you can't you know, control your partner, but you can change and improve yourself. And so wherever you are, it's great to assess that and to acknowledge where you are, but do the work on yourself to be a secure person because as you become secure, then your relationship is gonna flourish, it's gonna grow. But if you stay either avoidant or anxious, then the more anxious you are, the more avoidant your partner's gonna be, and the more avoidant your partner is, the more anxious that you're gonna be. So that's why it's in your best interest to make sure you work on yourself to become more secure.
3: Mm Yeah. And, and just a last note, if you guys want to learn more about this, I recommend reading the book attached. Um, a lot of the principles we're going to share with you, we're just scratching the surface. There's so much to learn and I recommend that you learn it because listen, guys, this is your life. This is your relationship and we can spend hours learning about business and success and all these other things, but we don't dedicate equally as much time to our relationship and a relationship needs work. You know, if you, in the beginning when you got into a relationship, you were like going on dates and you were really putting your best foot forward and you were you're learning and growing together. And then we kind of get complacent once we've been in a long-term relationship. But you have to understand that what's not growing is dying. And so if you're not willing to put in the work up front in your relationship, even if it's already great, you you can still grow from a great place. We have an amazing relationship and we're always, I'm always investing time, Stefan's always investing time to learning and growing um, because it can always be better. We can always experience more intimacy. And so I recommend reading the book Attached and, and going deeper with that.
2: Yeah, and I think the next one I'll share with you guys, number two, is to create a compelling vision for your relationship. So if you're in a relationship, you and your partner, if you have a family, create an amazing vision that inspires you both. A vision that you guys are excited to move towards, to grow into, maybe a vision for yourself and the kind of lover that you're gonna be, the kind of man or the kind of woman that you're gonna be and step into. And the way that you're gonna interact in your relationship and the love that you're gonna to give to your partner, and you know, when challenges arise or disagreements arise or whatever it might be, how you can grow as a more conscious person and how you can handle those situations out of love and compassion and understanding rather than anger and frustration and blame and resentment. So when you create a vision for yourself and your relationship, because your relationship is this, is this. Entity. It's like this third party that both you and your partner are creating together But when you create that then that gives you purpose for today It gives you reason and purpose for how you can show up today in your life because every day is an opportunity for you to move Closer towards creating the vision that you really want and oftentimes in a relationship You know when you're single you have a vision of being with that person right to attract that man or woman So you attract that person, and then you have a vision of being in a relationship, you know, being boyfriend and girlfriend. And then maybe you have a vision of moving in together and starting a life together and getting married and starting a family and having kids and getting a house and traveling together. But oftentimes, as you go deeper into the relationship, people lose that vision. And then they create a vision for their business, they create a vision for their career and things like that, but they don't really create one for the relationship, which is the most important part of your life. So creative vision. I I recommend to do this separately and also share it with your partner. So, you know, both Tatiana and I, we've at different times, we kind of go separate. We have our alone time and we both write out, what do I want for my relationship? You know, how do I want to be in my relationship? What is, what kind of You know, partner, do I want to have? What kind of dynamic? What kind of dates would we go on? What kind of things would we fight about or play fight about? You know, what kind of adventures would we go on? And we'd be clear and specific about that. Where do we want to live? You know, and part of our, you know, uh, vision is to have a love that inspires kids, that inspires others, strangers that are walking by. Um, But I think this is even also important. I want to include those that are single here as well, because, you know, if you're single right now, you got to know what you want. If you don't know what you want, then how are you going to know if it passes you by, right? You got to get clarity on what you want. That's 101 of achievement of any goal that you want to achieve in your life. You got to know what the goal is and make it specific. You know, you can't achieve any goal if you don't really know what you're after. So you got to know what it is that you want for a relationship and get clear on that. That's one of the things that I did, you know, when I attracted Tatiana, I actually had a journal. I'd written down exactly what I was looking for and then, you know, you showed up you know, maybe a month or two after that, so <laughs> I was amazed by that. You know, it's the power of attraction, the law of attraction. So, if you're single, it's even more important, to to have clarity on exactly what you want and get clear on that, and it's not that you're going to attract everything. Maybe you will, but you want to really get clear on what are the musts for you, because not everything you might list, you know, is a deal breaker, but there might be certain things that are, and you got to get clear on that.
3: Mm-hmm, so true. Okay, so number three is to understand You and your partner's love language. So the love language is how you feel and interpret love. So you might think it's obvious like, oh, you know, you telling your partner that you love you and that they know that you love them. But maybe it's not, maybe that's not how they feel love. Maybe telling them is not enough. And so it's important to identify what the love languages are. So remember with everything that we're sharing with you guys, awareness is key because once you are aware, once you've heard about something, you've, it's been brought to your awareness, now you can actually make changes. And so that's how all change starts is with awareness. So understanding the five love languages. So I'm going to go into them briefly with number one, and this is in random order is gifts. So some people, um, for some people to receive a gift, you know, he brings home flowers for me or writes a little note or buys a box of chocolates or, or, you know, whatever it is, whatever, any kind of gift. Doesn't have to be a certain amount of money or it can be anything. But when he does that, then maybe I feel like, wow, he loves me. He took the time to think of me. He, you know, wow, I really feel loved. So gifts is one way to feel love. Another way is acts of service. So when someone, uh, you know, empties the dishwasher for you, or uh, does something for you, you know, uh, maybe cleans the bathroom, or <laughs> you know, like what would what would it, what, what an example be for you? Acts yeah, maybe you
2: know, maybe um, yeah, just you know, cook, cooks dinner for the partner, or just go, you know, plans a date,
3: or gives a massage, like, like right. a neck rub, or like a scalp massage, and yep. you like that. <laughs> um, so that's an act of service. Um Number three is uh, words of affirmation. So this is where the vocabulary comes in with, um, when you use your words. So I love you or even even praise. You know, you look so handsome. Uh, you look so beautiful or just recognition and the masculine really loves recognition. So ladies, if you're not doing this for your man, you're missing out. This is an opportunity. I look for opportunities to recognize stuff and hey, good job, babe. Like you did so good at that. I'm so proud of you. Congratulations. Um, those are words of affirmation. Um, so that's number four. Uh, number five is physical touch. So uh, maybe it's, you know, he's got his hand around my waist. Um, maybe it's, uh, uh, you know, a, a massage. Maybe it's uh, intimacy, hand holding, kissing. Uh, maybe it's just like you know, just anything, phys- anything physical. So some people for them, as soon as they feel the hand of their partner near them, they just instantly relax and they feel loved. They feel like the per- the partner um, is with them. They recognize that they're there. Yeah. And the last one is... is-
2: you want me to say okay? Quality time. Uh-huh. So spending time with your partner, making sure that you dedicate that time for them, and it's undivided attention. There's no distractions, but you're actually there with your partner, being present with them. You know, there's one thing, just you know, watching TV together, and that's not really you being present and being with your partner. So making sure you have that quality time. And again, everyone, not it's not that everybody uh, values. You know, we all feel loved in different ways, but for some people, they might value quality time more than words of affirmation, or they might value gifts more than physical touch. And so that's why it is important to understand your partner and what is their primary love language. You know, if you know what their primary love language is, then you can fulfill that need. You can give that to them so that they feel loved. Because one of the challenges in a relationship is sometimes, you know, um, you say to your partner, I love you, I love you, I love you and your partner doesn't feel loved and they're like, I don't care what you say, I want you to show it to me. I want you to do something for me. And so, you know, the words of affirmation, that might be your love language and you're thinking mistakenly that that's the love language of your partner, but it might not be the case. They yeah. they need to be shown that they're loved, yeah. right? They, you know, and...
3: Yeah, so, and, and just on the last one, uh, quality time, just as I mentioned for the masculine, like recognition and praise is really important. For the feminine, uh, feminine uh presence uh is very important so you know aside from the love languages just in a relationship's very important for the masculine partner to give Uh, Presence to the feminine partner because so time so many times you're gonna be spending time with someone in the same room But you're not giving presence and that's how the feminine uh, Energy blossoms is through presence, but yes, so it's very important to identify what your top two love languages are so these are the ways that you feel love and receive love the most and when you can identify that you can share that information with your partner and vice versa and this way like you get it you know you have the the puzzle you've got all the pieces of the puzzle like it makes more sense now and you can give and receive love in a way that you're gonna um your partner is going to be able to uh feel it
2: yeah and one of my favorite quotes from stephen covey is seek first to understand then to be understood because oftentimes in a relationship people think well you know i'm i'm giving everything to my partner but they're not giving anything back but you're only giving what you think and what you perceive that partner needs and maybe not what they really deeply need. And so that's why it's really important to make sure that you understand your partner, that you understand that this is a different human being than you. They have different needs and desires and wants and different, you know, interpretations of love and how they want to feel loved. And so you have to get outside of yourself and to really investigate your partner and understand what makes them feel loved, what makes them feel significant, what allows them to be at their best so that you can really give that to them because that's the goal of a relationship. A relationship is not a place you go to get, it's a place you go to give. Right? So you give to your partner, but the only way you can give to them fully is to understand and to know what their needs are and what has to happen for them to feel loved, to feel special, to feel all the things that they deserve to feel.
3: Yeah, and this is so important. And, um, you know, we really have to remember that we are two different sexes and there, we have different qualities and different characteristics. And it's not denying that. Like, you know, I think so many times we want to, it's all about equality and, you know, yeah, like I can do the same things you can do, sure. But let's not like, let's look into this a little bit further and try and understand the difference between us, the differences between us, because there are many. And it's when you actually take the time to understand like how a man thinks and how a man functions and how it's different than woman, then you can actually start to appreciate it. Instead of thinking that, no, he's wrong because he's supposed to be thinking like me. And, you know, uh, I think that, you know, this is, something that's really hurting a lot of relationships is is not appreciating the characteristics yeah. of the opposite sex. And there's so much to learn, there's so much to share about that stuff, yeah. um, but we operate on very different systems. And when we're living in one home, it's, it's only gonna serve us both if we can understand how we're both operating.
2: Yeah, and one thing that we learned from Tony Robbins is trade your expectations for appreciation and it'll change your life. When you can really start to appreciate your partner and appreciate their differences and appreciate all every part of them and love every part of them, and, and them the same of you, then you can really transcend your love to another level.
3: Yeah, so just a, a, a book recommendation for you, uh, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. So check that out to go deeper on this principle.
2: Yeah, so number four. Number four is become who you want to attract. Become who you want to attract. What does that mean? Well, I mentioned earlier you want to have a vision, right? You want to get clarity on what you want for your life, for your relationship, for a partner. Once you get clarity on what you really want, and if you're in a relationship, you can get, you know, you can really get clarity on what kind of partner you want and get clear on that. But once you're clear on that, you've got to get to work to become what you want to attract. See, if you want to create more love, more passion, you got to become more loving. You got to become more passionate. You got to become uh, you have to grow in your capacity to give love, to share, to be a leader perhaps. If you're a man, there's certain qualities of confidence and presence and being a leader and being able to make decisions and you know, perhaps you know, working on your body and your health and your life and having direction, having purpose in your life. All these things, as you grow and you become that, then you're going to bring out and elicit and attract more of that in your partner. And the same thing, you know, if you're a woman really living in your feminine or, you know, really, uh, you know, loving yourself and being free and feeling alive and feeling happy, when you are becoming that, then you're going to attract the reciprocal of that. So, it's called the law of attraction and you got to focus on becoming that and this is incredibly important if you're in a relationship but also, of course, if you're single. Right? If you get clear this is the kind of man or woman that I want to attract, you gotta ask yourself, what kind of man or woman would that person be attracted to? Right? What kind of man or woman, you know, would that person be drawn to and move towards? And you gotta become that because when you upgrade yourself and you become that, then it's gonna start showing up in your life. But I think this is also important in a relationship too, because some so often people get complacent in the relationship. They get comfortable, they let themselves go, they stop exercising, they stop eating well, they gain weight, they they get lazy, they get bored in their relationship, and they stop growing. And I think the moment that that happens, the relationship starts to die. So for us, we believe that the ultimate gift you can give your partner is the best version of yourself. And so for me, I believe that Tatiana deserves the best of me showing up. So that's motivation for me every day. I want to improve myself. I want to become more knowledgeable. I want to be, be more loving, be more happy, more, be more accepting, be more forgiving, be a higher conscious person, more spiritual person because she deserves that. And I know as a result of that, you know, she's going to be more attracted to me and they're going to become that as well and vice versa. So you know becoming that i think always working on yourself is an important thing because when you got two people in a relationship that are secure that are happy that are passionate that love their life you put them together they're going to create that amazing relationship versus you take two people that are depressed and you know always worrying and they don't you know they let themselves go and they're just sitting in front of the TV and they're not really doing much in their life then that's going to bring down the relationship as well so i think that we all have a responsibility to our partners to be the best the best versions of ourselves not just to our partners but to the world to everybody
3: yeah and it it it, it doesn't take two to make changes so you know if you're watching this video and your partner's not on board with really making any changes in their life that would benefit them you know it, it's okay like you have the power to make changes within yourself and you decide what those are and what's going to serve you in your life and in your relationship and you alone is going to is going make a huge impact and as Stefan said your partner is going to notice it and they're also going to want to make changes and they're going to want to be better for you because that's what you're doing for them. Um, So we alluded to uh, masculine-feminine. That's something that we're gonna touch on in part two, which is now. So you can head over to my YouTube channel to watch part two of this video where we continue with the last four principles to creating an amazing, beautiful, intimate relationship.
2: Yeah, so (laughs) click the link that's below this video in the description. Uh, We'll also put it here. Maybe it just has a a pop-up that shows up as well. But let's continue this. And we wish you happy Valentine's Day. And we'll see you in the next video. Bye.
1: Thanks for joining me today and listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed this episode or received any value, then I'd love for you to leave an honest review on iTunes and subscribe to the Project Life Mastery podcast for future episodes. And of course, to receive more content and value, make sure to find and follow me at www.projectlifemastery.com for more. Thanks again. Remember to always believe and commit your life to mastery. I look forward to talking to you again soon.